Welcome to The Refresh from Insider. I'm Rebecca Ibarra. And I'm Dave Smith. It's Friday, May 27th, and we're bringing you real-time news. Fresh like live radio, but on-demand like podcasts. Here's the latest. The NRA's annual convention begins this afternoon in Houston, and there's a lot going on. Daniel Defense, the manufacturer behind the AR-15 style rifle the Uvalde shooter used, has pulled out, saying this isn't an appropriate time to market their guns. Texas Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick is out along with four musicians, including Don McLean and Larry Gatlin. The NRA's website boasts the conference will showcase over 14 acres of the latest guns and gear, just a few hundred miles from where 19 children and two teachers were killed earlier this week. At a Thursday vigil for the 21 people killed in Uvalde, Texas Senator Ted Cruz dismissed questions from a Sky News reporter. But why does this only happen in your country? I really think that's what many people around the world just, they cannot fathom. Why only in America? Why is this American exceptionalism so awful? You know, I'm sorry you think American exceptionalism is awful. I think this aspect, I think this aspect of it. You get your political agenda. No, it's honestly. God love you. Senator, it's not. I just want to understand. Cruz then walked away. The former head of the Louvre Museum has been charged in an artifact trafficking case. A French court charged Jean-Luc Martinez with complicity in fraud and money laundering for allegedly helping hide antiquities that were smuggled out of Egypt. Martinez was the president and director of the museum from 2013 to 2021. He has denied any wrongdoing. A Twitter investor is suing Elon Musk, saying he manipulated the company's stock price to his own advantage. In his class action lawsuit, William Hirzniak says Musk benefited by delaying the initial disclosure of his 9% Twitter stake, and then again when he put his $44 billion bid to buy Twitter on hold to investigate fake accounts on the platform. A move, Hirzniak says, Musk did to renegotiate the purchase price. A Japanese man has spent over $15,000 to commission a realistic dog costume. And this isn't something out of furry fandom. We're talking a four-legged suit that actually looks like a border collie. The man, who goes by the username Toko, posts videos on YouTube and says the costume fulfills his dream of transforming into an animal. Man, my dream is just to have $15,000 to spend on whatever I want. If you like our show, give us a five-star rating and a review. It really helps, and thank you. Coming up, we talk to the co-founder of the brand Bonobos about what it was like launching and running a successful startup while dealing with bipolar disorder. President Biden is reportedly close to finalizing a plan to help people with federal student loan debt, according to three anonymous sources who talked to The Washington Post. They say Biden plans to eliminate $10,000 of federal student loan debt for borrowers who make less than $150,000. He also planned to announce the news at the University of Delaware commencement this weekend, but now his speech focuses on the mass shooting in Uvalde, Texas. Ukraine's richest man, Renat Akhmatov, 
is suing Russia for up to $20 billion. He says it's compensation for Russia destroying steel plants he owns in Ukraine, including the sprawling Azovstal factory in Mariupol. Thousands of residents and soldiers holed up there for months as Russians nearly obliterated the coastal city. Akhmatov has lost 40% of his nearly $7 billion net worth because of the war. Author Gitanjali Shri has won the International Booker Prize, making her the first Indian author to do so. Shri has won for her novel Tomb of Sand, which is a family saga that follows the life of an 80-year-old woman through the partition of India and Pakistan. It's also the first Hindi-language novel to win, and the £50,000 prize will be split between Shri and the book's translator, Daisy Rockwell. Pfizer says it's changing course and will sell its drugs to low-income countries for no profit. This comes after the drug company faced criticism for profiting in poorer countries during the pandemic. The plan includes over 20 medicines, including cancer drugs and vaccines, including Pfizer's COVID vaccine, as well as any future drugs the company develops. Pfizer's profits doubled to more than $80 billion last year. So when you hear me, darling, can't you hear me? A new type of concert is kicking off in London tonight. ABBA Voyage is a virtual concert, complete with de-aged hologram versions of each band member to make you feel like you're watching ABBA perform in their prime. Singer Bjorn Jolveas told Deutsche Welle, I mean, we put our hearts and souls into these avatars and they will take on from now. The concert is in the 3,000-seat ABBA arena in London and it will run indefinitely. You might know Andy Dunn as the founder of Bonobos, the retail company that revolutionized menswear by taking it completely online. But you might not know that Andy was trying to keep his untreated bipolar disorder in check while turning Bonobos into a major brand. He writes in his new memoir, Burn Rate, launching a startup and losing my mind, that his mental illness nearly cost him everything. He's here to chat with us about it today. Hey, Andy. Hey, Dave. So you call your bipolar disorder ghost. Why is that? So I spent really 22 years in the closet with this mental illness. So for me, it really was a ghost that haunted me in the background. And it, it wasn't until it surfaced in a major, resurfaced in a major way about six years ago that I fully was able to integrate the illness into my identity, into my life, and therefore be able to deal with it. So you write about these three different extremes or stages of bipolar disorder that you experienced. One of them is hypomania. You say that hypomania actually helped you when building Bonobos. So what is it and how do you think it helped? Hypomania is characterized by excitability, high amount of energy, maybe a bit more vision, contagious positive energy and mm -hmm. spirit. And those traits are more or less indistinguishable from an entrepreneur who's having a good day. Mm. And so in a lot of ways, hypomania was jet fuel for the entrepreneurial drive, giving me the energy and at times the charisma to raise money, build a team and inspire people. You say that the opposite end of hypomania 
is these depressive episodes. You write about a major depression that hit you when you stepped away as CEO in 2015 on your trip to China. What happened? You know, funny, Dave, I had really blamed Bonobos as the reason for these mood states. And then only when I left Bonobos in the summer of 15, and I actually fell into the deepest and darkest depression of my life. Mm. I had a hard time waking up before 3 p.m. I had no hope. I didn't want to live. And it was then that I realized that actually the job had insulated me. But once I could let just myself down, the guardrails were gone and I went into a black hole. So you talk about this third extreme of bipolar disorder, which is mania. You reached somewhat of a breaking point in 2016. You had a manic episode where you ended up in a hospital for a week. So can you tell us more about that? Mania is the mood state where you fully detach from reality. Really scary oscillating mood states between anger, irritability, joy, sadness. I mean, you're, I was gone. And so I spent a week at Bellevue and I was discharged finally at the end of a week with clear understanding that this was bipolar disorder that I'd been dealing with the whole time. And in fact, I was discharged into handcuffs and I was arrested for felony and misdemeanor assault from a spree of violence that I'd had during the manic episode. And at that point, my life began to fall apart. You, you talk about what it was like after you were released from Bellevue. You um, had a, a difficult call with Bonobos Board of Directors. Um, could you talk to us a little bit about that phone call? Scariest and heaviest business call I've ever been on. Called an emergency board meeting. It was by phone and it was remarkable. They accepted it, understood it and said, look, we believe if you take care of yourself, if you're in treatment, if you take your medication, we have your back on this. And so let's let's try to deal with it. So why does your story matter here? Look, I think in the business community, we haven't had this conversation yet. And I think the reason is for me that I've always felt it would be career limiting to talk about it. Who would give me venture capital if I was on the record with these issues? Were people going to follow me? Would I have been able to hire and retain people? Mm -hmm. I think it's time that we have these conversations. So we need to talk about it as a first step to dealing with it. So what's your relationship with Ghost like now? You know, I'm so happy to say I've been in a really good place uh, for the last five years, and I want to keep it going for the next 50. And so that means that it can't be a ghost. It's got to be something that I'm aware of, vigilant about, and and that's where it's at right now. The, the ghost is dead. The illness is alive. Well, that sounds fantastic. And thank you so much, Andy. Thanks, Dave. Andy Dunn is the founder of Bonobos, and you can learn more about his experience with mental illness and entrepreneurship in his new book, Burn Rate, Launching a Startup and losing my mind. Make sure to follow the Refresh from Insider on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And please leave a rating and review. It helps other people discover the show. The Refresh from Insider is produced by Frank Alito, Grace Eliza Goodwin, and us, Rebecca Ibarra. And Dave Smith. Carrie Donahue is our executive producer. Andy Bowers is head of audio at Insider. And we had extra help this week from Rob Gunther. Thanks for listening. Have a wonderful weekend. 